Hey guys, before we start, I have a little announcement to make. There's a link to a survey in the show notes of this episode. I request you to please fill the survey and it will not take more than 10 minutes. The results will help me understand what kind of content you guys like and I'll make sure to improve that in season 2. Again, links to the survey is in the show notes below. Thank you and let's continue with the episode. Hello and welcome to Elements of Design, a podcast where I interview design leaders, mentors, influencers, and evangelists and talk to them about their design journey, how to be a better designer, and the future of design in India. I'm your host, Manam Madan, a UX designer based out of New Delhi, India. My guest today is Siddharth aka King Siddharth. He's a designer, entrepreneur, YouTuber, and a TEDx speaker. He's been doing design for 11 years now and is currently the head of design at Headout. In this episode, we talk about what a designer can learn from product manager and product management, how a designer can transition from an IC role to a managerial role and what makes a good manager. So let's welcome Siddharth to our show. Hey Siddharth, hi. Welcome to Elements of Design. Hello, what's up? so take two of our podcast because i didn't record the first 30 minutes of this episode <laughs> <laughs> happens to the best of us so how are you doing man how how's quarantine treating you quarantine is crazy uh, the amount of uh, productivity is same which i'm proud of like yeah. while maintaining yeah. since i live alone maintaining the household chores cleaning okay. cooking cleaning the house and cleaning the dishes again and again and again plus same productivity level i think it's yeah. uh, been quite an accomplishment it's keeping me busy you have been an entrepreneur you have also uh, had a design agency you also worked as a product manager and now you are a uh, head of design at head out right uh, you've been doing design for a long time i 11 years i guess please take us to your design journey man we'd love to hear that for me first came business i started exploring business and uh, in between i started picking up html uh, side learning gaming side learning how to build games how to modify games and gaming got me into you know coding and programming from there mm-hmm. i started building websites and uh, then started picking up some freelance projects of building websites static websites where i realized that uh, while it was good money to make a static website i was more interested in what poten- uh, uh, potential existed with what you could do on the screen that could change mm-hmm. how user perceives what you're doing and mm-hmm. as that started happening i started getting more interested in design so in 11th i started freelancing and by the time i was in i was yeah. in 12th i learned about uh, startups existence of startups existence of y combinator etc that's when okay. i started exploring uh, you know started work, working and consulting and freelancing with a lot of startups uh, mm-hmm. in between i ran Uh, a design agency called webmeetme um that's where uh, you know i had figured out that i'm not built for services and freelancing okay. honestly where the projects keep changing mm-hmm. i realized i like to sit on problems and uh, keep iterating for a longer duration of time and at mm-hmm. least have multiple feedback loops where i release a product or design and i see the results okay. and take another go at it right using the learning so that loop i realized was very powerful and that's what i wanted to focus on on and that's what product companies allowed at that time i was also blogging and making a lot of you know money on the side from affiliate marketing and ads and blogging and having blog sites so okay. i when i saw instamojo and what they were trying to do it made complete sense to me like i was like this is this can be huge 
Mm-hmm. Because back then Paytm was a recharge site, you could not sell that easily anything online. Yeah, yeah. and uh, payment gateways were only available to Flipkart. So okay. uh, literally packed my bag with one bag, reached Bombay, started my journey with Instamojo. We started okay. with 100 customers, built the product over the years. Um, over six years that I was there, we ended up with six lakh customers, you know, merchants, building oh. the largest MSME platform uh, in India, mm-hmm. and. Uh, so, you know, and saw some products like payment links take over the market where literally every competitor copied us over time. Yeah. So having that, that is the sort of thing that, you know, I like doing. And mm-hmm. uh, while picking startups, that is the sort of uh, combination I'm looking at now as well. So, uh, I mean, uh, as you were talking that you're also uh, a person with a product thinking, you're a designer with a product uh, man- background of product manager, right? I mean, and I think that's a very uh, unique combination to have. Uh, what what are like some of the things that uh, you know a designer can actually learn from a product manager and vice versa because in in a like product company these two like collaborate very often right these two are the basis of every feature or thing that has to be rolled out when you say product you may imagine something sitting uh, sorry something uh, sitting on a shelf in a supermarket uh, uh-huh. you know and you just look at that product it has some labels it has some brand it has some packaging it has some features you pick it up that sort of market awareness, right? Yeah. That uh, out of five features, if I invest my time as a designer in this one feature, which has higher chances of getting adopted, getting used, getting discovered, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Then you're starting to pick up, uh, you know, uh, the product thinking and you're starting to think like a product manager as well. Because that's okay. what a product per- person who's building that juice packet in the supermarket packaging yeah. and product prioritization is thinking about how will I make you notice out of hundreds of packets that this is one packet you like? How will I stand out? How will I communicate that it's not too different? It is still apple juice. How yeah. will I communicate features? What are you looking for? If you used to sing real, real, 100% on everything, if I don't put that, you know, now you're starting to think like a product person and mm-hmm. not just a designer. While a designer's approach is the opposite, we are heavily obsessed with a single user and their journey. We do talk mm-hmm. about personas to cover mm-hmm. various personas or various need states, but that's not necessarily as broad as markets and what product managers think. So that mm-hmm. sense of markets, uh, you know, one can, uh, a designer can pick up from product manager, that sense okay. of prioritizing, ruthlessly prioritizing features and ideas, uh, you know, and effort as to what is more feasible, what is more likely to get traction um, and killing your own darlings and your own good ideas, right? To prioritize something that can actually get done. I think that's mm-hmm. something you can learn, uh, one can learn from product manager. Uh, what What are like the other uh, qualities that a designer uh, can have or should have? I think uh, communication is is big essential, right? Yeah. Uh, it's it's uh, an engineer with uh, who struggles with communication may not suffer as much as a designer who struggles with communication where mm-hmm. they will really struggle. Because yeah. as designers, if you cannot communicate the impact of your work or the importance of your work, or uh-huh. you cannot talk about the consequences and the second order effects of your work, then mm. you will suffer, right? So there are two yeah. parts of communication as I like to talk about. There's understanding com- and uh, you know listening and comprehension of what the other person is saying. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, what we tend to do there, a lot of young designers tend to do there is uh, when somebody's saying something, you automatically start thinking of responses in your head. What you miss out uh, is empathizing there, right? That is the moment to empathize as yeah. you talk about designers. Yeah. To ask further questions, uh, to uh, improve your listening, right? To uh, keep asking questions. 
Mm-hmm. And the second part you can do is uh, you want to practice is explaining uh, what you want to say. Um, and uh, a lot of times where a lot of us designers feel frustrated in our inability to explain our point of view, we mm-hmm. try more and more arguments. We try more and more examples mm-hmm. versus what has worked really well for me and supremely hard to keep uh, in your mind. It's very easy to forget that mm-hmm. asking questions is more powerful than giving examples at times, right? So somebody like, like I'll give you an example, like in, in a recent project, we got a ping that, hey, this is a banner we found on Dribble. Why don't mm. you create this in our style with this copy? Mm-hmm. Now as a designer, you get supremely frustrated. Like, yeah, yeah. right. So you get frustrated that that's not what I'm for. You're not you're utilizing yeah. my mind. A option is you start arguing. You start giving examples. No, do this, do this. The other option is you start asking questions. Why yeah. do you like this banner? What yeah. do you like about this banner? Why do you think it will be effective than other banners than what we have already? How will you measure this impact of this banner? And as you start to dig in, you realize there's a completely different story going on, that it's a very weak hypothesis. It's a very weak test, A-B test they want to do. And yeah. they didn't want to waste a lot of time on design team. So they came up with the best thing they could look at at Dribble and sent that in hopes of reducing the effort it will effort. take design team. So yeah. good questions, in my opinion, unearth these uh, subject matter, right? So if someone, if a young designer, let's say, asks me, okay, Manav, what do you mean by good question? Like, how do you judge a question if it's a good question or not? And it is a good question to ask that what is a good question. It is, it is. Uh, Like I said, I'll emphasize again, like in a good, a good question is the one that builds shared understanding, that builds shared knowledge, right? That builds common grounds. So now let's uh, jump into the next section, like a different to- kind of topic, right? Now, do we have to give up an IC role to be a manager? Initially, I think as a, whenever a new manager comes in, they try not for that, that, that not to happen, that I okay. will continue to write my code, do my design and manage people. Mm-hmm. But eventually, invariably, it does mean, uh, you know, you realize that you are doing a disservice to your team. Mm-hmm. Uh, by trying to swim in both boats and you are okay. much better if, uh, off. The team is much better off as well. Should you become a uh, totally, you know, like a reliable API in terms mm-hmm. of being the glue for the team. So yeah, over time, you have to give up the IC role to transition to managerial perspective and managerial role. Mm-hmm. And that transition is never, I think, is never smooth no matter how much you try. When you're an IC, your work dictates, you know, your performance. If you don't do the design in time yeah, or up to the quality, right? Or you don't think it through, it reflects badly on you and you alone. If you mm-hmm. do it well, you do it well. You get promoted, yeah. you get all of those things. But when you're a manager, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing you do reflects on you. Everything that the team does, every okay. person who is not you, their work mm-hmm. reflects on you. Okay. Right? Their work is how you get assessed as a manager. A lot of people, you will... Initial managers, you new managers, you will see them struggle saying, oh, I have to do everything because I can't trust people to do this by themselves. Mm-hmm. So all the important tasks I do by myself and everything non-important I delegate. That's the worst okay. way to be a manager. You're just exactly. going to service your team mm-hmm. and to yourself as a manager because you're not building your team up, right? Okay. Which is one of the primary tasks for you as a manager, right? Building your um, team up and skill set and confidence and communication, all those things. Okay. So, uh, one thing that helps is having good managers in the past whom you can reference to and understand that yes, there is a way out. Right? Okay. If it does get better, 
and second is having a, a support group of people who have done that sort of transition who can mm-hmm. talk to, talk to you about it just having a person to talk to and somebody okay. who tells you it gets better is more than enough what what are the, like some of the problems that you face when you start managing people at first so uh, one of the primary things that you struggle like i was mentioning is the sudden shift of responsibility and accountability right why so many managers just resort to like just do this hmm. why can't you just do what i'm telling you because you're tired of doing that over and over and over again right so you start getting frustrated initially then you realize the art of delegation then you start to empathize with other human beings that everybody in your team is a human being so that is the first challenge of okay. putting yourself aside understanding it's not about you and it's about other people always the second thing you realize is people what managers new managers immediately go towards is authority that now i have the authority okay. to tell you what to do but no you don't like if i sit on my desk and tell you yeah it's going to take forever sorry that bug is not getting solved like you can take your authority home and ship it right put it on production server yeah. it's not going to solve the bug your authority will yeah. not solve the bug right yeah, yeah. so you realize authority is the worst possible way to practice that yes you do have authority yeah but it's like the break in case of emergency tool that you know it's not something yeah. you use every day every yeah. day what you what you use is influence what you use is mm. conviction you what you use is persuasion what you use is storytelling so you are more of a facilitator coach and a chicken who runs around to get things done for the team then you are the authority figure and if anybody is pinging you it is about a problem there is something fucked up right yeah so it takes a while before you get used to it right yeah. there are so many times you get super frustrated like what am i like fire emergency department like every <laughs> people that's when yeah, you realize I... you are serving your team you know you are coaching your team mm-hmm. uh, you're not uh, and you're managing the work for the team uh, yeah. but uh, you you're not authority figure on on the team but when you are a manager since you delegate most of your task to your team right uh, how does a manager get his vision and his sense of uh, how the product should look and feel or behave how do how does it communicate the ideas through multiple ics and create a product of their vision right i think when we talk about vision and especially as icr designers and people who have seen vision in media we imagine mm-hmm. like managers sitting there imagining screens floating around this is yeah. how my product will look like this is how the consumer will use that's not how vision is actually vision is more about defining constraints of the product then about defining the screen or the language or the specifics of the product right vision is more about the direction than about where you reach mm-hmm. right because you don't you never stop a product never stops evolving yeah. iphone's vision is not done right so iphone vision is direction of the iphone right mm-hmm. it's okay. not one iphone right every iphone is an iteration of that vision is one mm-hmm. step closer because okay. as a manager you you know something about everything right if you mm. if you're a product manager you know what designers are doing where it is at design stage you know what engineers are doing you know what qa is doing so then your your part of the vision your contribution to the vision is collecting these important parts and combining it, that together then you realize your work is to align that vision to mm. or to dis, to make that vision so clear that everybody sees them in that vision some yeah. of the best managers i've had and some of the best projects that they have gotten output from me as an ic mm-hmm. right yeah. was 
by hyper focusing on convincing me and telling me a story which was impactful i remember one of my managers sitting down and spending half a day talking to me and talking about something mm-hmm. and we just kept discussing a problem he didn't he didn't mention that we're going to build a product to solve this he didn't mention mm-hmm. is a feature product service we just okay. talked about a problem for half a day in office there was yeah. no deadline communicated he did not mention what has to be done Mm-hmm. we just discussed the problem so much that i was like how can we not solve this and i yeah. went to my desk and next thing you know i am presenting 30 ideas yeah. we can do this we can do this we can do build this feature we can build this product we can do this we can communicate this way we can hire this way we can train our staff so now you have got my engines fired up right mm. because you have me convinced about the problem our vision is aligned about what mm. the problem statement is that's the real art of delegation now one thing that you know still uh, that i have a doubt in as uh, when you are a designer right you are very you have come from a creative background right there is this creativity that keeps bubbling inside you and when you become a design manager uh you don't actually get to create a lot of stuff i mean you can do side projects that's one way but how how, how do you how do you like fulfill your creative appetite as a manager most design managers yeah. I yeah. would have come from a design being an IC role background right yeah. and therefore i think one thing you can continue to practice is your ability to make quick prototypes ugly okay. quick prototypes i think that's one of been my way to communicate to my team mm-hmm. or communicate quick ideas from my team to other teams okay i spend that time prototyping and another way i think what has starts to happen is you become a curator but mm-hmm. you become curator of people who have the ideas and grow these ideas and okay. often when you go like okay this idea was with you now we're going to exchange ideas and you take this idea and you because i know now at this stage of the idea life these people will be more fruitful so mm-hmm. you express your creativity right through um, your uh, curatorship yeah so i think that is another way to express you realize creativity was never about creativity was never about doing things as much of course skill set matters and it is about doing things and that's where it comes from but yeah. even their creativity is about decisions yeah cool uh, yeah that's an interesting perspective actually so basically not creating something but uh, make sure that you know whatever comes out whatever the output is it 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 is good enough so lastly like let's like conclude all this uh, in one question uh, which we have already covered i mean it's a repetitive question but it's just a sum up question like let's let's sum up everything summarize everything what what makes a good manager i think what uh, the what makes a good manager the three aspects that i would like like to highlight of course there infinite okay. one and this is a long topic one can speak on we can yeah. do a series of podcasts on what makes a good manager i think three important things for me in a uh, in a good manager first yeah. is understanding that you are a gardener right not a principal of a school right there are two okay. more mental models a gardener okay. does not go and grow for the plant a gardener does not go and tell the plant what to do but nurtures it right exactly facilitates yeah. it okay this one needs water this one needs help you're a coach you're a guide you're a curator you're all those things you're a facilitator mm. above any any anything else that's the, that's the perspective that's the first point of view the perspective you has a manager mm-hmm. the second thing you got to understand uh, of a good sign of a good manager is extreme amount of empathy of constant empathy so much okay. so that some managers empathy will get taken advantage of and that's fine how we come? know people do that let's say let's say i'm real like 
you say I'm sick, I don't cross check as much. That's the standard. Okay, okay, like that. Like that. that you just, right. So that's just one example, right? Mm-hmm. But that's okay because you want to build culture and individuals, right? And you build them in good good faith, right? Mm-hmm. So that's very important. You can't grow people unless you trust in them. Mm-hmm. The third and the last thing I want to emphasize: your primary deliverable to your team is mm-hmm. creating an environment where they can function. And anything and everything that hampers that environment is your trouble, right? Whether it's um, toxic culture, some misunderstandings, whether it's lack of tools, lack of money, um, some issues that are going on within the team, anything that corrupts that environment, disturbs that environment where team functions its best is your mm-hmm. responsibility. That's your. That's what you primarily deliver to the company and mm-hmm. to the team. That environment. Yeah. If you're listening to this and you're feeling like you you get a chance to become a manager. and yeah. you are afraid that you are not sure that you're ready or not and you're like what if i fail yeah it's okay if you fail if yeah. uh, only a place that offers you that sort of extends you that sort of opportunity hey become a manager will we have your back yeah. will eventually have your back right yeah. you got to fail there and rather than anywhere if you fail yeah. you go back you go like i i suck at being a manager right yeah. i'll try again later yeah. but try 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 you never know otherwise first 6 yeah. months suck first 3 months suck it's frustrating after that yeah. you like you will love you will get high like i cannot explain to you the high you feel of your team delivering something that you individually could have never imagined any of you mm, and yeah. that high when you see people grow and people deliver something 100x of individual capacity there is mm. no high like that great man great thanks for doing this man great episode all right man this was awesome fun Uh, and uh, you can reach out to me on king sadharth on instagram on youtube on google wherever uh, you are whichever social network twitter uh, yeah. and king sadharth everywhere thank you for listening to this episode of elements of design links to everything mentioned in the episode will be available in the show notes below to listen to our previous episode search for elements of design in your favorite podcast app and make sure you hit subscribe if you like the episode or the podcast Please leave us a 5 star review on Apple Podcast or any podcast app that you're listening to. It will help the show get discovered and it will mean a world to me. If you have any feedback, suggestions or if you just want to say hi, please reach out to me on Instagram, LinkedIn, wherever you want. My Instagram is at @uxnmore and my LinkedIn is @hellomanav with triple l. So that's all for today. Hope to see you in the next episode and remember, work hard and be nice to people. Thank you.